This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. This is a Business Radio special presentation from the CES Conference in Las Vegas and the gathering of the world's top executives, innovators, manufacturers, developers, and suppliers of the consumer electronics industry. This is Launchpad. Here is your host, Rob Connybeer. Welcome back to a special edition of Launchpad on Sirius XM's Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. If you're just joining us, we're coming to you from the Toyota booth at CES 2018 in Las Vegas. It's the world's biggest annual technology show. I'm your host this week, Rob Connybeer. I'm a founder and managing director at Shasta Ventures. I'm thrilled to welcome to the show my next guest, Jeff Joseph. He is the Senior Vice President of Communications and Strategic Partnerships for the Consumer Technology Association, which owns and produces CES. Jeff, welcome to Launchpad. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thrill, thrilled to have you here. What's your take on this year's CES, this year's Consumer Electronics mm. Show? Uh, CES, this is, it's the biggest and best ever. You know, I, I say that every year, but it's true. We just keep getting bigger and bigger. This year, we'll have about 2.75 million net square feet of exhibit space. Everybody says, like, what? I can't do the math. It's a lot, right? It's a big show. 4,000 exhibitors, about 170,000 attendees from all over the world, and it's just amazing. Um, this is the global showcase for technology. Everyone who's anyone in technology is here this week in Vegas. So what's been your biggest surprise at the show so far this year? Um, other than the rain? <laughs> it's pouring today. Um, oh, come on. It always rains here. Yeah, yeah in Vegas, right, in the desert. Um, you know, I, I, there's so much. Um, I'm not sure what's been the surprise. I love, I've been blown away by the robots. Um, I think that's really cool. One of, one of the things about the show is it'll always be a launch pad for new products. We anticipate about um, 20,000 new products will be introduced here this week. But it's really more about the trends that you'll see that will influence the future. Um, so I've been blown away by robots. I've been blown away by the uh, implementation of AI and voice control. Um, you know, we sort of moved, you think of uh, the smart speakers as a container. We've moved outside of that container into a lot of different other containers, lights, automotive, uh, Etc. Um, that's that's been amazing, um, and, uh, and and um, and and the vehicle technology. We're sitting here in, in North Hall with with uh, major automobile manufacturers and seeing you know how far we've come in self driving vehicles and in integrating automation and moving towards um, um, connected vehicles and smart cities. So I think that entire ecosystem of connectivity and the integration of intelligence into products is what's really been impressive to me. Well, it's pretty interesting when you look at the evolution of CES over the last 10 years. I've been coming every year for over 10 years Thank now. Thank you. Appreciate that. And the show, I remember when I first came, it was all about, hey, bigger flat screen TVs. And it was plasmas. It wasn't even LCDs. And I'd say probably about seven years ago, eight years ago, you started to find that everything that you would see at CES was connected to the internet in some way, but that was new because you had things that weren't connected to it before. And when you look at that evolution, I think I'd completely agree with you. Robotics has really taken over. And when you look at the car here in the Toyota booth and you look at the cars around, these are robots and they're robots that are being applied to these trillion dollar businesses that directly interact with consumers. Right. 
and I've seen the robotics category expand. Do you think it'll continue to expand as part of CES in the coming years? Well, I think you made a very interesting point. You know, I think when people hear robots, they think of these sort of mechanical beings, right? You know, pick your whatever area you grew up in, you can pick your robot of that area, or it can be a replicant or whatever. Yeah, but Rosie and the Jetsons. Exactly, you're showing your age, but exactly right. Um, but but it really is more the concept of of automation and intelligence in these 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 technological devices, whether that's in the automotive space, whether, again, it's in smart speakers, um, whether it is in these sort of companion robots that we're seeing here, but that thought of intelligence in technology, um, that to me is robotics. One of the things I think that's particularly interesting about robotics is the more robots that are sold, they actually start to sense and learn about the environment mm. around them. And you find that the robots actually start to get smarter over time right. because of all these robots doing this. And another one of the trends that I've seen at CES over the years is that it used to be you would buy that flat screen TV and then it was becoming obsolete right away. Mm. It was starting to decay. It wasn't working as well. But now you have all these network devices and they actually get better with time. Right. Because right. you start to have all these software updates, et cetera. What have you seen around that? I think that's exactly right. That they, they, they get smarter and smarter. We, we talk about connected devices, and I love TVs too. And right across the hall are most amazing 4K TVs. You know, they're immersive. But you're absolutely right that the devices get smarter and smarter the more they're connected, the more they learn. We were talking earlier about, um, about smart thermostats and smart home appliances, right? They get better and better the more they learn about our habits, um, the more they learn about the way we live our lives. And again, we're seeing that move from that sort of first generation of devices Devices. Um, smart thermostats is an easy application, even connected lighting, to now being integrated into almost everything we touch. You, you, you talked about the show and the evolution of the show, and it really is just a mirror of the way that technology has evolved over the past 15, 20 years, right? It's now, every business is a technology business. That's why you've seen this show grow in part. And, and every device, almost everything we touch in our lives is technology as well. So that's reflected here. So what are some of the new categories at CES this year? What could be the robotics of the future? <laughs> well, some of these new areas that people might not be familiar with. We're really excited. I think robotics is still growing, but I'm, I'm really excited about smart cities. We have a smart cities exhibit just uh, just across the hallway here. Sort of makes sense that we have it immediately adjacent to to the vehicle technology era, area. Um, you know, we, I, I mentioned earlier that that you have individual products that are launched here that are really cool and amazing that we'll all be wanting next Christmas. Um, but it's also about these trends. And so the idea of, of smart cities and having more intelligent cities that are more responsive to, to traffic needs, that are more responsive to um, air quality, um, that, that provide more efficient um, um, emergency services and first responder um, um, services, um, that's, that's really exciting and that's really cool. And I think we'll just see more and more of that technology and the, and the broader trend because it, it touches so much again, right? At one level, it's about, it's about sensors. At another level, it's about mobility and transportation. At another level, it's about... Um, it's a, it's about in, integrating um, um, uh, you know, integrating um, user groups and um, uh, mass transportation and other other um, broader technologies and trends. So uh, I'm really excited to see how that evolves over the next few years. So if you're just tuning in, I'm Rob Connybeer, and you're listening to a special edition of Launchpad, broadcasting from the Toyota booth at CES 2018 at Las Vegas. My guest is Jeff Joseph. He's from the Consumer Technology Association, also known as CTA, which owns and produces CES. So there's an area here called Eureka Park, Mm. and it's an area where you have a lot of startups. And one of the things that I've seen, again, talking over the last 10 years, I've seen the startup presence here grow and continue to grow. 
Could you talk a bit about Eureka Park and what's interesting there this year? I appreciate you raising that. It's one of the most exciting areas of the show. You know, the show will always be for big brands. We're here in the Toyota booth. You'll see Samsung, LG. We've got Google here, et cetera. But part of what makes it so exciting is exactly that, that anyone with an idea can come here and get exposure, make deals, network, maybe get uh, some investment. So Eureka Park was sort of planned with that in mind. Um, it's a big show. We talked about that. And it can be easy to get lost. And it's hard to break through the clutter at times. So we created Eureka Park as a way for, for small companies, for entrepreneurs, for startups, Startups to, to have their own space to break through. We have about 900 companies this year, uh, which is up about 50% over last year. Wow. Uh, which is amazing. Well, when you talk so, about 4,000 exhibitors, it's almost a quarter of the show. It's amazing. And they're from all over the world. Um, we have exhibitors from France, from, from Canada, from, I mean, just you name it. And they've, they're, they're represented there. Um, and, and it's a great place to see, again, where some of the trends begin. I remember a few years ago, um, as I walked through, I began to see sort of pet tech, which is now a major area. Um, a few years ago, I walked through and began to see um, healthcare tech, you know, beyond fitness bands, but really better monitoring of, of, of our systems um, and, and more responsive. So um, I don't know yet what will grab me this year, but I do know that what I see there this year will be all over the show floor in a few years. So I'm guessing that it's just struck me when you think about Eureka Park, you have a lot of startups and they're exhibiting possibly at a trade show for the first time uh, ever. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for people when they're exhibiting? When they're setting up a booth or they're doing something, what are the most important things for an exhibitor to do? <laughs> well, rest. <laughs> get, a yeah, get a good night's yeah, sleep. Yeah, then why do you have it in Las right. Vegas? Exactly. That makes it a little hard. <laughs> it's the yeah. city that can host us, actually. Um, no, I think the, um, the telling your story is key. Right, um, everyone. There's so story much here. Storytelling narrative. You know what's unique about your story, whether it's uh, the, the the inspiration behind your your company. We have a uh, one of my favorite exhibitors. Um, one of my colleagues shared this in her keynote this morning. Is an 82 year old woman from Florida, and she was struck by um, the number of deaths that occur in in uh, heated vehicles, um, pets that are left behind, children um, who are left in in hot cars. So she. Found a technologist who summertime in Florida, the car gets to 150 it, it, degrees horrible, inside. Right, absolutely, yeah. it's horrible. So she found a technologist who um, worked with her to identify to develop an app that will monitor temperature in your car and notify you if it if it rises to dangerous levels. So those sort of stories, right? Um, um, that, that's a unique story. It's compelling. It's a real need. Um, so I think if companies sort of focus on that and telling what's special about them, and beyond just the sort of the uh, the, um, the 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 ones and zeros of the technology, right? Well, I think storytelling is something that a lot of people forget about. They think about, here are the features. Here's what it can do, as opposed to weaving it into something that's emotionally appealing and exciting. Right. And what are the benefits of that technology? What can it do for your customers? How can it change their lives? One of the big themes here that we've seen that I'm very excited about is technology changing the world. We all love these. These are great devices. They're fantastic. I love the TVs. Um, they're, They're fantastic. But if you dig a little deeper... Um, you know, the, the, there's such great technology here that is addressing global needs. We're doing a contest in Eureka Park for companies that are addressing global warming um, and, cli- and climate change issues. Um, if you walk around the show floor, you'll see whether it's healthcare technology, um, whether it's green technologies, um, whether they're you know, drones to, uh, to address the horrible forest fires um, in, uh, and wildfires in, in California instead of putting humans in, in danger's way. Um, these are amazing technologies that are, that are bettering our world, enabling us to do things that we couldn't do. That's, an, that's a great story um, for companies to tell. So 
What would you say, just looking at tech, having walked around the floor, what are some of the biggest trends other than we've been talking about automotive, other areas? Yeah, I think AI is huge. You see AI, AI everywhere, machine machine learning. Um, I think that that's huge. And we're just beginning to see um, um, some elements of blockchain here and, and, and that impacting so many different industries. Again, every industry becomes a technology industry because they're based on this, this technology. So we're beginning to see that here. Um, we're going to talk about cryptocurrency. Um, a lot here and the, the move towards um, digital finance, um, which I think is really exciting. So again, the show is, is always about um, those, those, those fun, cool new products, but it's about so much more and these huge trends that will impact global business that hopefully will um, generate economic growth and that again will solve some of these global issues. So if you're just tuning in, I'm Rob Connybeer, and you're listening to a special edition of Launchpad broadcasting from the Toyota booth at CES 2018 in Las Vegas. My guest is Jeff Joseph from the Consumer Technology Association, also known as CTA, which owns and produces CES. So we talked a bit about if you're an exhibitor, here's what works well. But what if you're an attendee here for the first time? How do you take in CES? How do you take in these 3 million square feet of exhibit space? I, it's, it's almost like when you go to Disney World and there's all the parks and all the right. places you go. There's no way you can go to it right, all. right. How do you decide what to do? What advice do you have? Yeah, it, it is like, it's like that old parable of the blind man and the elephant. Everyone touches a different part. You try to figure out what it is, right? So when you ask about trends, like, well, this is what I see, but you may have a completely different experience than I have. Um, you know, not to be trite, but, but download our app. Um, and plan ahead. Um, you know, we try to make, even the show's big, we try to make it accessible. So we have marketplaces. So if you're interested in, um, in smart cities, boom, you've got a smart city um, um, marketplace. If you care about vehicle technology, you know to go to North Hall. Um, so plan ahead. Use the app to sort of explore and discover and figure it out. Um, and then, you know, I love the serendipity that occurs at the, store, at the show. I tell this story ad nauseum. I don't know. It was like one of my first shows in the late 90s. And I'm walking around Central Hall. And in the very back, I stumbled across this person who had a, uh, what essentially was the first USB key fob, right? Um, the first USB device. Sure. Um, um, storage device. Little stick. A little little stick. USB memory blew me stick. Away, right? And it's just in the back of the hall. It's the first time I've ever seen it at the show. So you never know what you may find that may impact the world. So, speaking of plan ahead, um, one thing I've always wanted to ask somebody at the CTA is, why do you have it in the first week of the year? Because yeah. everybody who's exhibiting here and comes here thinks, oh, there goes Christmas. <laughs> well, there goes January. I'm going to be setting up this booth, or I'm going to be emailing everybody for all the business development that I want to do there. Yeah. Why, why is it now? Yeah, I'm sympathetic. So a couple of reasons. One, um, it's, it's the one time of year. We're such a big show. So we need the time um, between the last big show in Vegas and, and the next show to move in. It takes a long time to set up. Because so it's, it's, it's weeks, right? It's weeks even, to set up. We okay. have staff out here weeks in advance, absolutely. Um, so it's a, it's a quote-unquote dead period of the year for Las Vegas where they don't have any shows. So we need that time. Two, it's sort of historical. Um, when, uh, when the show first launched in the, uh, in the late 60s, it was where you know, Joe's Television in Columbus, Indiana came to buy their... 2,000 Sony Trinitrons, right? So they'd have them for the year. They'd oh, get the because they need it before they get to exactly. the fall resets exactly. for retail. Exactly. So sort of, uh, you know, as much, uh, even though the retail and, and, uh, and that B2C is still a distribu- distribu- distributor is still a big part of the show, it's obviously changed, but that's still a big part. So it's really, one, the time we need to move in and set up, and two, sort of that historic uh, precedence of, you know, getting it set at the beginning of the year. And while it is difficult to challenge, I-, I like that it sort of sets the mood for the year. You come here and you can see what the big trends will be in the coming year, get a sense of how the industry will look, um, and I think sort of sets that, that sense of excitement. So one other thing that 
I've seen over my time coming to CES is lots of people that aren't in the industry mm. want to come, almost like Disneyland. They just want to walk the floor and see what's okay. going on. And I think you discourage that. It's all people in the trade. Absolutely. You've got to be. Could you a talk about reason. that a bit? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a business show. Um, it, it is where um, people engaged in the business of consumer technology, broadly writ, come to conduct business, to network, um, to invest, etc. It is not a consumer show. We rely on people like you. You don't want it to be like the Venice of shows where there are more people coming to look at what's really coming as opposed to the people here? that actually live there. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. We want it to be a business environment. That's exactly right. And that's why it's so important to have people like you here and the media here to tell the story outside. But So with CES, what's the future of CES? Where do you plan to go with it? I think it's the future of technology. Um, you know, we talked we talked earlier about uh, you know, maybe eight years ago, ten years ago. So it, it was weird to see. You would not see Toyota here. You would not see Ford here. Um, you would not see um, so many of these other companies. We have a whole area called C-Space that's focused on content, entertainment, um, and, and the creatives, um, advertising and marketing. You wouldn't have seen that here a few years ago. But again, every industry, every business is now a technology business. So I think we'll just continue to see the show grow in that sense. We, um, we're very excited. The uh, Las Vegas Convention Authority is expanding the convention center. So we'll have more space to grow. Um, you know, and I think the challenge for us is continue to grow to reflect the growth of the industry while making sure the show remains accessible um, and bite-sized and in the community. And I think you started a new event in Asia also. We did. We what did. was the idea of doing that as a separate show? We had a lot of companies come to us um, who wanted to help getting into the Asian marketplace. Um, and they had difficulty finding a quality show, quality producer. You know, we, one thing we do well, we produce good shows. We know how to do that. Um, so we wanted to be responsible. We're a membership organization, CTA. We have about 2,000 members across the technology industry. So all the proceeds, all the uh, revenue from the show go into industry services, such as producing new events that, that benefit the industry. So we're really being responsive to a need we heard from our members to produce a quality show to help them enter the, uh, the Asian marketplace. So how do you spend your week here? <laughs> Doing stuff like Doing this. Doing stuff right, like this. Right. Yeah. Not sleeping. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love... Do you wander the floor too? That's a great... Yeah. So I tell my team every year as we plan out and staff. So we, you know, we do the operational support for media. We do interviews, um, you know, a lot of speaking engagements, but you got to see the show, right? This is... A, if you care about technology, this is such a cool experience. And, and I say every year... This goes back to the serendipity you were exactly, talking about. Exactly, right. And, and for us, if we're going to talk about the show, if I'm going to come here and talk to you, I'd darn well ought to see a little bit of it and know what I'm talking about. And, and we recognize, you know, to the, to the point we made earlier, this is not open to consumers. You need to be in the business to experience and see these innovations. So we have to make the time to be able to get across the show floor. Um, but yeah, it's a crazy week. <laughs> but it's awesome. It's like anything else. We were joking earlier, like, you sort of look ahead like, oh, it's CS again. Then I get here, like, it's CS again. This is awesome. That is true once you get here. <laughs> once you get off the plane, once you figure out how to do it. So what is the best swag Ever. You've been doing this for oh, a while. Man. You've seen a lot of booze. Is it wow. T-shirts? Is it balloons? Is it coffee cups? Yeah, 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 yeah. Boy, well, Do you, you think know. people will start to give out robots? I mean, what, what is the best swag you've ever seen at CES? Yeah. Okay, so the best swag I've seen at CES is the swag that makes my kids happy when I come home. <laughs> 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 okay. Like, Daddy's gone for a week. What the heck yeah. is going on? It makes my wife happy. Um, well, like, what, what yeah, do you bring back for kids? Yeah, do you bring back little matchbox cars? Or yeah, what I've had you... cars. I've had squeegees, um, you know, T-shirts. You know what, you know what Finger it is? Finger puppets? I'll, uh, Finger puppets are cool. Okay. What, what works for me um, is celebrity sightings. 
Like it's not swag, but like you know, I was at a, at the Monster um, press conference and Azalea was there, so I got a picture. So my kids think I'm. cool, Are they just right? snapping pictures? Uh, th- I am. Grip and grin. <laughs> I'm. I am. Okay. Sure. Why not? Okay. I, I can play so it out a little bit. So celebrity sightings. That's 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 my favorite. Yeah, you know, whether you like athletes, um, you know, we have a lot of professional athletes who come here um, to promote their brand, to learn, to look for uh, post business opportunities. We have a great relationship with the NFL Players Association. They're here. We have a big. We didn't even talk about sports tech, which is a huge trend here. Um, for fan experience and uh, and for um, um, for athlete performance, um, but we see you, know, you walk around the show floor, you never know who you're going to run across because it's it's a cultural event. It's not just a trade show; it's become a cultural event. So, again, looking forward and thinking about some of these areas, what do you think will be the fastest growing segment here? Do you think it's going to be robotics coming back to robotics? Yeah, again, robotics probably defined. I think that'll be huge. I mean, I, I've been really. I'm impressed, particularly impressed by these companion robots um, for kids, for the elderly. Oh, yeah. What's uh, a companion robot? So, so the robots that are designed to do exactly that. Um, some of them are designed to be, um, you know, help, help look after your kids and entertain your kids. Um, so they, they, they have uh, facial expressions, pseudo-facial expressions, and they beep and chirp in a way that's engaging to kids to keep them entertained and can monitor um, as well. Some are companion robots for, for the elderly. Um, who are shut in and may not have much interaction and allow for remote monitoring for, for those of us who are concerned about our, our aging parents. Um, so I think that's going to be, um, um, as that intelligence increases, the... the so it's uh, like robots that can take a call from mom. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, mom right, wants right. to check in. How are you doing? Right, right. Are you getting married anytime soon? Exactly. And the right. robot could actually talk for you. Right, can and fake it, voices and pretend to be your girlfriend <laughs> and whatever you need. Absolutely. So... What about AR and VR? Yeah, we didn't. Yep, you're right. That's huge here as well. Augmented reality, virtual, virtual reality. reality. Uh, I think um, you know, we're still at such the early stages of seeing that technology. Um, at, from a consumer perspective, it's, it's an awesome experience to, 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 to do gaming with, with VR. Um, you know, here at the Toyota booth, there's a great experience of, of a quality ride using, using VR. That's fantastic. I think we'll continue to see the headsets get better and better, lighter and, and more comfortable. Um, but AR is, is really um, um, huge here and improving here. And whether the applications are for retail um, and having the experience of sort of being able to visualize what the clothes may look like or what your um, Ikea being able to showcase what your home will look like with that furniture in it, um, which goes back to this being not just a B2C show, but being a, a B2B show that this technology, and that's a great example with AR and VR, that it may move faster into the B2B space um, than it does in the, in the business to consumer space. And how about health tech? We have a huge health tech is, is big here, and we've moved beyond. The, a few years ago, it was really about fitness bands and sort of that sort of monitoring. That's still it's, it's a nice market, um, but what we've seen is the development of, of um, digital therapeutics um, and, and diagnostics. Um, so you're using digital devices to pre- predict um, and encourage good behavior that may mean you don't need to take pharmaceuticals. Um, that may just simply encourage good behavior for, for more healthy behavior. Um, and again, that monitoring um, remotely and allowing you, your physician to have 24-hour, uh, um, 24-7 access to your vitals. Um, critically important in another way that technology is really helping to address um, global challenges. Well, one of the things, and we'll need to wrap here in just a couple minutes, is high level last 10 years, one of the biggest shifts that I've seen in the show is going from a very product-focused orientation. You buy a TV, you buy a remote control, you buy speakers, to more of a service orientation. Mm-hmm. And the idea that when you buy a thermostat or when you buy a Sonos speaker or when you buy an autonomous car, 
it's about something that you would almost have for, you know, some period of time. You're not thinking forever, but you're thinking over like a four or five years. It's more of a subscription. Are you, is that a trend you've yeah, seen as yeah. well? And I think that's a trend that's playing across society, right? We certainly see it. I know it's of concern to some automobile manufacturers about as millennials move from ownership to, to, to sharing. You know, we move to the sharing economy. I think that Are becomes, they going to buy as many cars? Exactly. And that's, that's, that's a real, real issue. And, and you know, the, it, it plays out in so many areas. We talked about smart cities. So if you don't have as high a car ownership and it becomes more of a sharing economy, how does that impact the design uh, of a city? Um, if you can, um, you know, access. If you don't have to buy hard media anymore, and it's it's all accessible, or shareable, or or easily or streamed, you know, how does that impact that market? Um, how do you design a home with where you don't need to have those media cabinets in the same way? So that's one of the fun parts of being here too. That you really see, you drop the pebble in the water in one area and see all those ripples go out and impact society at large or, or other areas. Yeah, I definitely don't see the media cabinet areas here anymore. <laughs> now, <laughs> when you strange. just have a hockey puck from Roku or <laughs> exactly, Apple, exactly. it's a lot easier. And some great speakers. And, you know, if you want that, we've got it here. There's phenomenal audio here. So something for everyone. Yeah. Well, Jeff, thanks again for joining us on the thanks show. Thanks for having me. So for people to keep up with the CTA, where can they find out more? Sure. For CTA, for, for Consumer Technology Association, cta.tech. For everything about the show, go to ces.tech. We do some live streaming from the show as well. Um, and we have some media partners. So you can see the coverage there. And uh, I try to tweet as often as I can at J.A. Joseph. Great. Well, thanks again, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Well, when we come back, I'll be joined by Dominic Dobson. He is a veteran race car driver and co-founder and chief operating officer at VR Motion Corporation, a developer of virtual reality automotive software. I'm Rob Conybeer, broadcasting from the Puerto booth at CES in Las Vegas. You're listening to Launchpad on Business Radio, Sirius XM 111. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.